0: Hey everybody, before your show, this is Alex
1: Gellhart from the Fantasy Live podcast telling you to check out our latest episode where we're joined by special guest Liz Loza of Yahoo Sports to talk sleepers and busts for the 2016 fantasy season. Check out the episode on NFL.com slash podcasts, iTunes, or your favorite podcast app. Now enjoy your show.
0: The Around the NFL Podcast is familiar with the Human Resources
2: Department. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hanses, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Welcome back,
1: Mark. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Your long journey into into the wilderness came to an end on Monday, actually, when you returned to work, Uh, but... In the time away, you were a little bit off the grid.
1: Well, it's the one week you have to ignore Twitter. I did. Get, there was a, like a heavy collection of volatile tweets about Connor Orr on the podcast, so I've got to go back and listen to whatever happened there.
2: But I'm not just talking about social media. I mean, Playboy was off the grid. Life. Tell us a little bit about it because you happened to drop and I'll just get get us going that way. Uh, before an NFL Now video hit this morning that you picked up a hitchhiker. <laughs> On the way to a mountain, which has not been done since 1974.
3: Well, this is great because Dan made a joke. What you know, you're picking up uh, vagrants off the street, and you were like, "Well, actually, I did pick up a hitchhiker." Like he nailed it before you even
1: said it. Well, you guys were categorizing the person sighted seen as some sort of hobo slash drifter. You describe the way you described her. It sounded like she had a
4: bindle stick over her shoulder.
1: Well, it was a. It was. I was driving up to Big Bear, and if you don't live in California, it's basically about two hours away from. Los Angeles, and you got to go up these windy mountains to get to this little town. And, and Think I, the Shining. yeah, you, there's a ton of pullovers, and I pulled over and I saw this older woman, like <sighs> far away, walking up the street or this highway with a bunch of carrying a bunch of stuff, and she seemed tired. And so I just asked her, "Do you need like a ride?" I was really close to Big Bear itself, and she said, "Yes." Would you mind? And so she got in. I drove her about a mile. She had to walk a mile and a half uphill to her little home. Why was she in these dire straits? I don't. I, she sounded like she got dropped off by a, some mountain bus. I don't know. That, I didn't get the full story. Was, was, did you get any idea
2: that it was perhaps a, a felon in heavy prosthetic? No,
1: she did not have a felon vibe to her. <laughs> she was like a homeowner who was probably like early 70s. Was, not a dangerous I'm not arrogant. saying
3: it was like your main reason for picking up, but was there a 5% part of you that when you came picking up, you're like, well, this could make the day more interesting.
1: It's more you like, know? let's say she were at the I end of her life, happening. and she would say, who am I putting in my will? Maybe this guy would be someone that I'd secretly drop like $300,000 on down the road for when, helping me.
2: When you dropped her off, did she tell you to make sure whenever you get to your final destination to tell the people, that large marge sent you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> very little conversation she did not speak a lot of uh english so uh,
2: basically what i'm saying is i'm thankful you're alive because first of all it's illegal i think what you did uh we is won't it really? report it to the authorities i don't think you could pick up hitchhikers anymore i think that's is that so? what happened was maybe in like we should the get 70s, familiar with the hr department again <laughs> <laughs> back in the 50s and earlier decades earlier it was very normal to go hitchhiking well but then people started getting iced on the regular uh, between the – The Manson family killed hi- hitchhiking. <laughs> a lot, man, you should know yeah. that better than anyone, Mark.
1: I know, but I, it's, I think part of anyone who's going to pick up a hitchhiker, you want to use your judgment, and she seems safe, and I was correct. That's <laughs> what a lot of people have said who have, were killed at the hands of please, Ted Bundy.
3: Please don't make a habit of it. That's all, Mark. I don't want you to – Perish. i'll use my judgment i know what our twitter quote's gonna be for this show though people were getting iced on the regular <laughs> <laughs> ash they had hands Who is not clicking on that that's true all
2: right this is so welcome back mark and safe and sound back in studio 66 and we're happy to have you back today nice show nice show coming up we have a lot of news to catch up on there's not a lot of news going on in the nfl and and shockingly and much to um Mark's great relief, usually Memorial Day weekend, we have about 17 DUIs to talk about, maybe a club assault, uh, you know some, somebody goes missing. Uh, everything was pretty much uh, even keel this weekend on Memorial Day weekend here in the u s.
1: was I, I, There was a period where I spent about an hour writing a chantrell Henderson bill's <laughs> Tackle goes missing," and then four minutes after I published it, it was like, "Oh no, wait, he's fine. We found him." So unpublished it, wasted my time. Everybody
4: was busy watching great basketball over the weekend. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, yes, of course. The Golden State Warriors are the big Game 7 victory.
4: The Game 6 fourth quarter was phenomenal. We watched that at Hanson's Manor.
2: We did. We had a nice get-together. Um, I thought Greg and several others overstayed their welcome, personally. <laughs> I, as Wes I was, was there to the very end. I woke up a couple times, and I opened my eyes on the couch, and there were people still in my house. And I was like, guys... Uber. Go, you got to go, go, know go, with Dan.
1: Go. Yeah, when Dan has people over, you got to know that once Dan starts to shut down, you got to get out of there. It's over. My wife. My
2: My wife is jealous of me because I could fall asleep instantly at any time. There's no insomnia ish. I know, Mark, you battle insomnia as well. Uh, but once. The old Zeusers ready to move on to the next day. It's gone.
3: Yeah. That day's <laughs> gone. It was alarming when Dan suddenly woke up, had a hot take on Believe Land, which we were watching at the time, and then passed back out. <laughs> that, I've known to do that as well. It was
4: like mid-snore.
2: Yeah. I've been known to do that as well. Anyway, but it was nice having you guys over. <laughs> Thank you for having us. And great photography work on the cornhole with Wes and I. Mark.
1: Again, I'll just i I'll just use my talents to make the party better. Yeah.
2: Uh, today we're going to talk about um. Uh, a segment called NFL's best kept secrets colon making the leap sneak peek and then there was some discussion downstairs whether it should actually be called <laughs> making the leap sneak peek colon NFL's best kept secrets i don't know where where you come down in this west you weren't around when this discussion I'm was going, going off
4: ahead. the board post hype breakout stars mm, <laughs> oh. no no, no <laughs> i
2: don't know <laughs> about that one anyway <laughs> Uh, so we'll throw out
3: names that could have surprise breakouts. Did you like Wes's suggestion? I do, although that would cha- my guy would not fit the making the leap version or the post type breakout stars necessarily. Is your Mine guy is even more, a football player. Mine's a best kept secret.
2: This segment's doomed, but we're going to do our best to (laughs) put it. Dan has never
1: been on board with this segment. No,
2: I like it. I don't know where it's going to go, but I'm behind it. And we have a lot of news to get to. Like I was saying, even though there wasn't a big news week, we haven't had a show since Thursday, Wes. Pre-show grade?
4: Mm.
1: B. Irishman behind the glass. What's up? I went to Denver this weekend uh, to visit my brother Todd, and we went to a dive bar. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want you guys to guess the name, but I'm going to give you a hint of the name, all right? Pon Pon? Nailed it. Wow. Yeah. Yep, yep. You guys follow me everywhere I go. Wait, let
2: this play a little bit. Can you turn it up a little bit? Oh, yeah.
0: Go, go, bang! <laughs>
2: All right. <laughs> pon Pon. Um, is that the name of the artist or the song? I always get that confused. It's a song. song. Yes, it's a song. Who's the art? Greg, you should know this. Who's the artist? I don't remember. Greg famously married to a Japanese woman.
1: It's crept into the famous territory. All
2: right, let's get uh, to the news, uh, Irishman. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic (laughs) things I have ever heard. All right, let's start. Listen, this is the news that's rocking the entire nation. The Pro Bowl's moving, guys. (laughs) The league's all-star game, which has been held in uh, Aloha Stadium over there in Hawaii every season, or nearly every season since 1979, is going to be calling Orlando home in 2017. Uh, Ian Rappaport reported that it is the first year in th- 2017 of a multi-year deal to play the game in Central Florida. Listen, whenever you have a chance to move the game to Central Florida, you got to do it. Uh, there will be a press conference to dig more into, but there was a report that came out, uh, on Tuesday from, uh, Pete Schrager, Schragbaum over at Fox sports, uh, that the, they will be ditching the, the draft, uh, that they've been doing the last few years, the last three years, uh, and going back to, back to conference play AFC versus NFC. Mark, you're shaking your head.
1: Well, I, none of us Stay in careful. this room, think that the Pro Bowl has a lot of tangible value, but it's, it's especially uh, concerning. Just three years after the league made a huge to-do about the fact that they have found ways to make the Pro Bowl more competitive, more compelling. We're going to draw everyone back to the mothership to play this game. They're going to want to play this game. We'll get Peyton Manning to talk to him beforehand and get him riled up. And then just three years later, they're saying everything that we came up with is bunk. We're going to go back to the old method.
2: Well, you could, I mean, you could argue that they tried something and they were at least smart enough to realize that it wasn't really flying. Uh, so now they're going to go back to it. I ju- I'm more surprised because this is a multi-year deal. I thought this game was done. Close it down. And apparently, they're, they're going one last shot at it, moving it to a different site and going back to the old. I don't know if it works, but they're going to give it one more shot.
4: Orlando rivals Las-, Las Vegas as the armpit of America. Oh. Whoa. Nice. I mean, come on, Great. Orlando. Have you but been there? What about our listeners? I have They're driven through there. And go, oh, you haven't, oh. There.
3: you haven't even that's been there. Of course not. Why would I go to Orlando? Oh, that's just showing some ignorance. I, I, mean, I, they, I haven't been there really either. But Well, actually, that's, that's
1: where you and I jogged things. together during the owners' meetings, and it was delightful. I well, think that's true. Speaking that, of famously, that hotel was nice. The Pro
3: Bowl <laughs> and Disney World are aiming at the same exact same audience, so it's probably a good move. People watch the Pro Bowl. I mean, we say it every time that it gets – it gets huge ratings. You do worry about players. Are they more likely to show up for a Pro Bowl in Orlando than they are in Hawaii? I don't know. Hawaii it's was a vacation. It's closer, but it's a lot less cool than you would think. Uh, go. Well, also
2: factor this in. Yeah, it was a vacation. Everybody loves to go to Hawaii. Wes, is Hawaii on your radar? Would love that? to go to Hawaii. Okay, good. Uh, but what about guys like Tyler Eifert? You see Tyler Eifert mess up his foot, and now he's, he's the beginning of his season's in doubt. You have to factor that in, too. I, I mean... I don't know, five years from now, does the Pro Bowl exist? Wes?
3: Yes. Mark? No. Greg? Eileen, no, because Goodell really has been the one leading the charge, I would say, in terms of the negative. That's what I thought right. until
2: today, until we learned this. Well, they, they,
3: the game's not going away this year, so he, they're coming up with another way. I'm sure there's revenue stream C- Yeah, from Can it, they make money from it? Then it's not going course. away. Yeah,
1: well, the TV networks do. I've got one very quick fix that would solve the Pro Bowl. Yes. You you vote people in the way they should and you have Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and if they refuse to go, they will be suspended for the first four games of the next season. You ensure that you have your all-star roster out there, no boxes unchecked. What if
2: they're playing in the Super Bowl? Do they That is the then?
1: only group of people that would be frowned on. How about them a two-game suspension for those guys? Yes, they should still <laughs> be playing in the Pro Bowl.
4: That <laughs> suspension would make as much sense as a Tom Brady suspension.
3: I can't believe no one's brought up the real – losers here because oh, we're you know, still talking about this. we're gonna have to do winners and losers uh <laughs> we're gonna do a big podcast special and article about it. what about all the team sanders fans out there i've i've oh, been yes. out there <laughs> i have my team sanders nice jersey shirt. i've been you know building up this <laughs> roster i've been i've been excited to see it year after year now it's nothing they're just give away this is like when the browns left cleveland yeah.
1: it's me. right up there for me
2: well you know i've always been team Irvin, so i can't get behind that sentiment <laughs> Uh, moving on uh, to oh my New York Jets and their quarterback issues. Uh, it. You know, to this point, or as of the end of last week, we didn't really know much about the negotiations between the Jets and Ryan Fitzpatrick, only that they weren't going well. We got a little more uh, insight and clarity on the situation. Uh, started leaking to the media. I wonder how that happened. NFL media insider Ian Rappaport reported Friday that in March, the Jets offered Fitzpatrick a three-year deal that includes $12 million in his first season, uh, according to a source with knowledge of the situation. Uh, the other two years of the deal, it's a three-year deal, uh, worth 24 million, and then with uh, with escalators, the type of escalators and incentives that are impossible to reach, from what I understand, it could get up to 36 million. So really, one year, 12 million, million, which still puts him below market value for a veteran starting quarterback. Uh, but it also, to me, is a, or you know, obviously to everyone, a lot better than the eight million dollar offer that we heard floating around. Uh, Fitz should take the deal, right, Wes? I
4: mean, what? Honestly, I'm looking through all of the teams. How can there be any other alternative for him? What other team would have him?
2: Well, here's and then you have Benish Meta of the New York Daily News reported on Tuesday that Fitz is quote amenable to spurning the Jets on principle and taking less money elsewhere, citing sources including Jets players.
4: That wouldn't shock me if he was so miffed at the Jets for treating him unfairly that he decided to, out of spite, sign with another, another team. I just can't think of another team that would
3: where he makes sense right now doesn't exist. He's counting on a few things. He's counting on an injury would be the only possibility. I don't know what injury that would be exactly, but a, a team that he could somehow fit with that a guy gets hurt in many camps and maybe a better offer comes along. It doesn't exist right now. The other thing is he's in the, his mid-30s. These are voluntary workouts. He doesn't want to be there. Lots of players don't want to be there. So
1: why be there if he doesn't like it? It, it does seem, though, that not even just based on the, the latest thing from Manish, but – that Fitzpatrick and the Jets, obviously not on the same page. And maybe at his point in his career, he does feel disrespected. And I, it wouldn't be shocking to see him wind up somewhere uh, else. I'm sure
2: he does feel disrespected, but at a certain point, you're you know cutting off your nose to spite your face. I mean, you're not going to get a starting job uh most likely anywhere else. The Jets are a team that can fight for the playoffs, we saw it last year, so it's a good roster to be a be a part of. And 12 million dollars is okay. It's yeah, but 16 million is kind of the average, uh but that's not terrible. 16
3: and million is the low point because Colin Kaepernick's making more than him. Ryan Tannehill's making more right. than him. But I mean kind of like that's an like average very starting bottom, quarterback. That yeah, for the very average starting quarterback. But what is the Jets other move? He also as much as criticism as Fitzpatrick is taking, the Jets have no backup move either. If they go into the season with Geno Smith as their starting quarterback, that that's not that's a disaster for
2: No, them. and they they'd get killed by their own fan base and I can promise you now and I've seen it happen enough with with this franchise that if they start one and four, guys like Brandon Marshall are going to start chirping and the whole thing can go up in flames. Just get the deal done, guys. Moving on. Rob Ryan and Rex Ryan had a Q and a with Jenny Varentis of uh, the Monday Morning Quarterback uh, website that really um, was entertaining, to say the least. Uh, it, it came out on Friday morning. And instead of it a story that you would think would focus on the two brothers working together and moving forward together, uh, as Greg, as you put it in your your piece, a lot of it, at least especially on Rob Ryan's side, uh, was about settling scores and kind of trying to clear his name after what happened in New Orleans. Uh, Rob Ryan had this to say about the Saints' struggles that led to his firing last season. Oh, we are dead last in defense. Well, yeah, you're going to be dead last pulling this bull S defense, but it is my fault because I didn't say anything. I never stood up, stood up and said, F you, I ain't coaching this. I promise you I'd say it now. And then Greg, and I'll let you take over after this. Uh, although there's many quotes that we could talk about. He threw poor, 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 uh, Jairus bird under the bus in a big De- spot.
3: Byard. Maron. De- he said
2: this a bird. I think everything starts with a head coach and gets higher than that. They signed players. They signed a free agent safety. That's bird and said, we are going to keep him in the middle of the field, like the goalpost. Well, that's great. He's not going to make one play back there. And now <laughs> we have changed the entire defense for one signing and it
3: ruined us. Uh, and that was just the beginning. Greg. Right, and he followed that up right afterwards. He's a great guy. you know, nothing Can't against, do that. Nothing against, nothing against Jairus Bird. Can uh, you could understand the frustration, but that he was basically not a part of the Jairus Bird signing, for instance, that he has to change to this three-deep look that's not really what the Ryan Brothers do- does, and he just feels... So insecure and so sick of everyone burying him that he wants to just throw the blame on Sean Payton, even though it's in the middle of the off season. But it just was crazy to hear both him and Rex Ryan just talking about last year like they cannot get over it. I mean, they just it's just such a Rob Rob and Rex Ryan type of thing. It's a fascinating article, and you
4: don't hear NFL coaches bare their souls like this, and it ended up, you know, there were some gems in there,
3: but it was also a lot of just relentless blustering and (laughs) excuse-making. Well, he also said... At one point, Rob Ryan called Rex Ryan the greatest defensive coach in the history of the NFL. Just check the numbers. Go look at the stats. If you look at the stats in terms of rankings, he's higher up. And I'm like, what, are, what rankings are these? Can you be more specific? Because they mentioned Belichick by name and everything. He's like, this is the greatest defensive coordinator in the history of the NFL if you look at the rankings. I want to see, I'm sure some... PR release for the Bills put together something where Rex Ryan comes out on top, but I have no idea what those rankings are. It bothered me.
1: The The Rob Ryan stuff is, he's a satellite who's protected now by his brother, and he can sort of say whatever he wants. These guys have one speed, and it's burn bridges. Because when, Rob, when Rex Ryan, conversely, was talking about the fact that, oh, I think there's still people inside our own building that don't believe in me. And I'm just thinking, if you are a fan of the Bills... Or if you're a fan of any team and your coach starts spouting off like that and shows an utter lack of control, yes, they're entertaining, but it is completely unhinged and it's just a higher speed of what we saw from Rex Ryan last season. I was reading this thing in a youth hostel and I could not believe <laughs> what I was seeing. It, it was what? almost like a fictional interview because they were both so far off the rails that they've just become a caricature of themselves. And they're and they're taking shots at just like the people. The eyes us saying. Wild. No, I mean I, they just are in a Embarrassed to
4: me. We had a little bit of a debate in the newsroom last week because, you know, you, you can take the stance, and I believe this is Dan's stance, that the NFL is a more fun league with a colorful character like Rex. Like, like, I agree. But now. I'm with Mark. Like he's, To me, he's no longer colorful. He's just ceaselessly blustering. It's the same stuff over and over and over again.
1: You're the CEO of... Of your team, you're the voice. You're the you're the person that has to go out and represent it. And so it's a risk well, if you Rex's do this. Well, defense.
2: This is more a Rob Ryan thing, although uh, there, what's I Rob don't Ryan know. Reck, there's
1: plenty of Rex in, that in that it. it. It is more Rob Ryan, but there is plenty of Rex in it. And it's showing to me: has this guy learned anything about how? Yes, when they were does, th- with the Jets and they're going to the AFC does Championship. Does he
4: strike you as a person who even wants to learn when it comes to this issue? His own blustering,
1: right? Well,
3: the thing that bothers me is they always talk about taking responsibility. They want their players to do that, and they're always coming up with excuses. Even Rex Ryan said that wasn't really the Rex Ryan defense we were running until the end of the season when some players were out, and that's when that's when I really started I, doing it. And he started saying, well, I had players Terrell Suggs and, and all the old Ravens players. They would drop into coverage. They would do whatever. I didn't have the right players when it came to Mario Woods. I get what both
2: Wes and Mark are saying, and it is sometimes it's exhausting, but... Give me Rex and Rob Ryan over Jim Caldwell uh, any day of the week. Fun. It's just like this is supposed to be fun following the sport, and you have these guys. It makes it fun to root against them if you choose to, or you get behind them because you like a guy that likes to talk with bravado. Uh, So I think there's two ways. But it's also like
4: it's also like the Bennett brothers. It's the fact that the media treats these guys like if, if a word comes out of their mouth, we have to act like it's the most.
3: Dynamic, explosive statement of all time. No, it's just Rex Ryan being Rex Ryan. Well, I want to circle back to one of the explosive statements said in the last three minutes. Why were you at a youth hostel? <laughs>
2: that's <laughs> that's, that's where
1: did. I stayed when I went up to the mountain. Did they? You check, were trying to do get they, murdered.
2: This? Do they, week? No, I found. No, there do was a check, youth
1: hostel. Do they check IDs there? Isn't there like oh, a, a, a g- limit for the a great youth, place? Youth? Well, no. It's that's the term that could be used. It, it's basically a youth hostel slash. Mountain hotel, and I, for thirty nine dollars for one night, I had the entire floor of a house. Because wow. it's a ghost town up there.
3: <laughs> this is all connecting the dots now, because Mark same, also you have two kids, you shouldn't be considered a youth at that point.
4: Were you? Is this like some kind of band camp for hippies. There was no one there. You got hitchhikers. You got hostels. What's <laughs> well, staying? It at a sounds hostel? like
2: more than it is. By the way, being picked up as a hitchhiker or picking up a hitchhiker and staying at hostels is like benchmarks of horror movies through the decades <laughs> <laughs> and and you did it all it, I mean it, it all I'm connecting the dots now
1: yeah you've it, done a good job it with a the, sneaky with the death
2: wish connecting. uh vacation. well I was not attempting is this for to adrenaline die. oh is it adrenaline you're looking for? no
1: these for? it's like the picking up the person felt peaceful as did the youth hostel until I read this article
2: <laughs> what was <laughs> more dangerous? with the Ryans what do you think was more dangerous was the staying at the hostel the deserted hostel up in the mountains, or picking up the stranger.
4: Des- definitely a hitchhiker. You n- you don't know what you're bargaining for when you pick up a per- a random, no matter how
2: old or kind. Right, she is.
1: walking up a mountain. Well, you got to assess the person in live time, and you know <laughs> I was seeing what I was seeing. She was not a threat. She was in need.
2: Never change, Mark. Let's move on. Uh, Dion Jordan, you may remember him. The Dolphins once uh, went insane and traded up to go get. Uh, the supposed pass rusher with the number three overall pick in the 2013 draft. Uh, he struggled to make an impact. He he wasn't big enough or strong enough. And then he got into some trouble where he failed a drug test, which triggered an indefinite ban. He failed multiple drug tests, uh, a ban that started in December 2014. He is uh, eligible to apply for reinstatement on Wednesday, and that's what he's going to do. This is what he told Tom Pellicero of USA Today Sports. I'm not about to waste it. I can't waste it, and I bleeping love doing it. Who doesn't love running out in front of 30,000-plus 30 30, 30, fans, and you can get that rush. You like the rush, Mark. We know that.
1: 30,000 fans. Where are we playing the, the game? Yeah, there? not a good Miami. Cra- well, it is Miami. Well,
2: that's fair. Miami, late in the season. Uh, he's, he's only 26 years old. Uh, his agent said that Jordan hasn't missed or failed a drug test since his ban began uh, last April, and he's been working with a trainer named Tariq Azim, whose holistic program strives to, quote, maximize humanity, Mark Sessler.
1: Well, and this Azim character, who's worked with Marshawn Lynch in the past, According to this article, he confronts his teammates, in quotes, with the inevitability of death, what they need to be content when it arrives, and the way their fears are preventing them from reaching the next year connects ideals. to your vacation, too. I, also, Jordan here has lost <laughs> 12 to 13 pounds of fat. He's trimmed down. He's not failed a drug test it, since he was, obviously, since the band started. All I'd say is, if, if this is legit— it is at some point this clicked in with him because there's a lot of Justin Blackmans out there. There's the, you, you got, I mean, give me a break. You got Josh Gordon hanging out with Johnny Manziel. If this guy, who I thought would have been the last of them of the group to come back, maybe he's getting serious. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Wasn't he the same guy that inspired a post last year?
3: Dion Jordan's muscles look like they're bulging out of his out of his like uniform well, and then he failed a PED test right after that the description was it looked like somebody inflated his shoulders and then, right. and then he and then he legitimately- Well and that's <laughs> it how that all
1: came to be but I mean do we do you I I, I look at this I read it cuz I wrote in. it I I see some
4: effort I see some effort it Sounds like Tariq Azim here the personal trainer needs a job with Ricky Williams Weed Gym
3: Well I like hey, I like the whole Azim thing is more fascinating to me that it's part of your physical training to confront the inevitability of death. And this guy works with MMA fighters. He works with 49ers CEO Jed York. He sounds nuts. I've always wanted that to be part of my managerial status, <laughs> you know, strategy, like confront death, guys. Well, I remember one we're only th- here once. This is it. So if you're not having Whoa. a good time, A-DM, buddy. make it happen. One employee review die.
2: I had with Greg was just 20 minutes of him yelling at me. You're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't figure it out, but now I know. It all goes back to the great sage, Tariq Azeem.
1: I buy into him. Sorry. <laughs> You're
2: in. <laughs> yeah. So you buy into Azeem or Deion Jordan. I it think
1: back. the Azeem thing, if someone, if I could like go for 100 days and hang out with this guy, I think there would be something good would happen on the other end. The same so would you go would for ditch, all of us. you would ditch P90X to hang out with Azeem? Well, I essentially did not do P90X since I've last been in this oh, studio. No. So, really? No, well, it was I my ca- vacation.
2: I believed in you,
1: though. You don't have to stop Isn't your vacation in you? the – well, nah, I guess – no, 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 no. Vacation right. was okay. I'm do- anything I was doing, I'm not doing anymore. So P8X.
3: So you're back on P90X this Back week. on. Good. People P-12 forget. X. I mean, Deion Jordan. That was kind of a disastrous draft, so there were no right answers. They traded up for. But him. he was the bell of the ball with Mike Mayock, with all the draft Knicks who liked his versatility. He was a guy people didn't really know that well, and and the Mayocks of the world pushed him, it helped push him super high in that draft. So who knows?
2: The Dolphins are talent. hilarious. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Oh, and they also just drafted a guy with a weed uh, gas mask. Uh, moving on. Walter Thurman. Is hanging up the old cleats. He had a nice breakout season uh, last year at safety with the Eagles. Uh, people wanted him to play, but he's deciding to retire, according to Rand Getlin. ESPN first reported the development. Uh, the Eagles have known this for months, according to Rap Sheet. Uh, he had turned down offers of 4000000 million-plus. as wow. He pondered retirement. He missed almost all of 2014 with a torn pec, but he started 16 games with the Eagles last season, put up some nice production uh, but he decided to move on with his career, Walter Thurman.
4: He's got other options. He's already produced three films, and he's making, a, docu- he's making a documentary with Eddie LaVert, who was the lead singer of the OJs from the Philadelphia Soul Sound.
1: Wes, OJs. you'll remember that when Call we – we were in New York for the Super Bowl. We got into a cab that Walter Thurman had just been in, mm-hmm. and he just wanted to drive around and learn about the city. And I don't. Th- I think we're in the time period now when more and more of these players have other options. We're going. It's not going to be unusual two years from now to see seven or eight good players in their twenties retire. I don't. Maybe it's not just a flash in the pan. I think that the plane for 15 years is not. It's different anymore. now because of the money they make. And a lot of yeah. these players don't need
3: football. It's different also, though, passing up $4 million when you've only made, let's say, I don't, I don't know what he's made in his career, but certainly. A under lot more nine, money than um, you and I. Certainly. under under $10 million, a lot of cash. Add cameras. another $4 million, you know, you can make some more movies.
4: That's true. I, I think that's worth pointing out. What if you want to play for two two or three more years, earn
2: some bank, and then go make some movies? And finally, the saga of Trent Richardson. Mark, you and I have sandwiches on the line about whether he makes the team uh, in Baltimore. Uh, This counted as a a point in my favor, I thought, the latest news. Uh, Ravens coach John Harbaugh believes that the reason Trent Richardson missed the first week of OTAs um, with a hamstring injury was because he is not right in the conditioning department. Here's the quote from... John Harbaugh, Trent just needs to get healthy. I think the workload and the amount of work it takes to be a world-class conditioned athlete still is something that he's working on right now. That's what he needs to understand, and that's where he needs to get himself.
3: And I don't think it's funny. Well, it's shocking to me that a uh, a heartwarming comeback story about him truly getting back in shape uh, that was highlighted by a trip to IHOP, Popeye's doubleheader, and him getting eight pounds before his first uh, weigh-in isn't working out. It's shocking. Yeah, I, <laughs>
1: if he ever plays a snap again, you owe me two meals because I've already paid up, and yes. I'm happy that i paid up because to me the drama is over. Uh, if it ain't I, happening. If I knew what I knew now, I would never have made this, this – this gamble with you because let's I mean we don't gamble well the thing about him the knock in him coming out of of college was never he doesn't care about the game it was it was completely different so now I thought he's young he's gonna get a chance he's gonna get healthy enough and play one more snap I did not realize how little he cared about his football, I thought career. we all
2: kind of knew that. That was part of the reason I, I was not so to this
1: degree. I, I didn't. I didn't see that he was this much of a head case where he wouldn't. He was so young. One more snap was not a crazy thing to think, but now it is.
4: He stands out when we entered the 1990s. There were still a few players who would, you know, get fat all off season, come to training camp, and use that to get in shape. But since players started making this big money. Part of that is you spend your offseason building your body, fine-tuning it to play a game where you're playing against all these other guys fine-tuning fine-tuning their bodies. You can't do it when you're in Trent
2: Richardson shape. That's fair. That's what's happening in the news. Speaking of food, Mark, you were upset about what was going on in the huddle, our office commissary with the salad bar, which is really your lifeline when it comes to nourishment.
1: Well, it's it's call what it is. It's a disaster. They they Whoa. there was a salad bar structure with a you know it held about probably. 18 tubs of different things. You know, that that was a variable quality to begin with, depending on what day it was. But now there's not even the actual uh, shield guard slash, you know, setup for this thing. They just put the salad out on, like, a folding table, and it's just sitting there in the middle of the room. And it's basically a shot at anyone that doesn't want to eat what is their special today, like, roast beef made from a cat's body. (laughs) (laughs) What? Wait. It, no, it's a roast beef sh- sandwich. Well, we would never stop selling the roast beef sandwich with, like, the curdled milk on the side. But what about someone that just wants to eat <laughs> something marks healthy? Descriptions of meat products. <laughs> it is he obnoxious did, the way they're operating.
4: Has it been confirmed that the
1: salad bar is gone for good? Well, there are conflicting reports. Uh us into this. We little. did hear that it's coming back. I'm sure it's coming back. But it is a concerning situation.
2: It felt personal toward you.
3: Well, you're a big, right? an- well, you're very anti cottage cheese too. That's that's
1: what you're. Anchored. I am more than anti it. <laughs> Wild eyes here.
2: It was um, it was great. Mark's last day of vacation. We had a golden opportunity to get away from the office on Friday, and we were like trying to figure out do we want to go to like um, what was that? It was like a Korean type joint, or. Uh, a new restaurant that opened up in Culver City called Cannibal. It was fantastic. Right, and we were like, we should, yeah. we got to take advantage of this opportunity with Sessler. Good time to
3: strike. Well, Sessler's not there. Let's get some Cannibal. Well, you
4: know. Good food. With apologies to Jackson Market, they have now been replaced by the Cannibal as our go-to high-octane sandwich shop.
2: That's fair. All right, here we go. Let's talk about it now. The NFL's best-kept secrets, colon, making the leap sneak peek. Or... Making the Leap, sneak peek, colon. NFL's best-kept secrets. Anybody at home playing along, you decide what the name of the segment is, so choose your own adventure scenario. Uh, but what we'll do, and if, you're, if you read our content on NFL.com, which we hope you do, and we talk about it on the show every summer, we have our Making the Leap series where we uh, highlight and identify, sometimes correctly, sometimes incorrectly, players that uh, are ready to take the next step in their career progression and become either outright stars or big-time contributors where they weren't before. So this is our little look ahead. That series doesn't roll out till later in the summer, but right now let's throw out a name or two um, of a guy you have on your radar mm. as someone who's about to have a big impact for their team. Mark, we start with you.
1: I am going with second-year Raiders tight end Clive Walford. I think we saw him come on Woo! strong down the stretch last year. He completely outshine and replaced Michael Rivera, who they were trying to trade this off season. Deal and with it, Rivera. They've talked about Walford as someone who's going uh, to have an expanded role. Del Rio called him a complete player. I think he's mm. he's a, a red zone type target in an offense that's got what it used to have no weapons. It's now got different options. They've got a good line. They can run the ball. They've got Amari Cooper. They've got Derek Har. I think a young. Tight end fits into the mix and I think he's going to have he's going to make the leap. So you also see tight ends in year 1. He actually did a lot more than a lot of tight ends do in year 1. If you would if you take the second half of his season and factor it out over 16 games, impressive, but a lot of these guys need year 2 or year 3 to do it and Walford's in a good situation.
2: Do you think you're perhaps overlooking fourth string tight end Gabe Holm?
4: That's the risk that I've taken. He reminds me a little bit of uh Dwayne Allen from the Colts. There aren't many guys. We heard Steve Keim talk about this at the Combine. Most receiving tight ends are terrible blockers, and most blocking tight ends won't make plays in the passing games. I think Clive Walford can handle both of those rules. He's about 6'4", 260,
3: built to handle kind of the poor man's gronk rule. And yeah, and now that we're talking about it, I, I think uh – he is going to be a strong candidate for making the leap because we all like Clive Walford. He—that's why it's a sneak peek, Greg. He's a big guy. Well, not everyone fits that that definition. We'll get to that later. He's a big guy, but he gets vertical. His most famous play was was about a twenty five yard touchdown from from Derek Carr. I remember that over the shoulder catch. I mean, he can he can make a thirty yard play. He he's done a little bit of everything. He's not just a big body. He did
1: a lot more of that in college, though. But there are only five players. Only five Miami Hurricanes exited their college career with a higher yards per catch than him, but he needs to improve that because he had, I think, it was about 11.8 last year with the Raiders.
2: All right, Mark, over/under game for your man, Clive. Ah, oh. excuse me, look at Walford. <laughs> 50 receptions. Over. 700 yards or something. Over. Five oh. touchdowns. Over. Put <laughs> 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 all in. Well, he's not if making the leap 2,000 if he 1,000 yards and 100 touchdowns. Would you have kept he's... on saying over?
1: He's going to have 180 catches if he needs to be. He might need to be their entire offense.
2: I thought you just said they have weapons around him. I'm kidding. Okay.
1: He does not need to be the entire <laughs> offense. They have other parts. They'll it's all off. Clive. He did have an ATV accident. Dan oh, wrote in the, in the write-up to the show run. that I was reviewing Clive Owen. So I think <laughs> British actor.
3: Yeah. <laughs> all right, Wes, you're up. Underrated uh, Croupier. Great Clive Owen movie. <laughs> croupier. All right. Nice. <laughs> I don't know what that was. All right. It's a real movie starring Clive Owen. Great. Croupier? Great movie. Is that how you pronounce that? You know the, the French guy? word? Yeah. yeah, yeah the guy at the casino.
1: Constantly showing up on my Netflix queue. <laughs> Really? Well, it's I don't it's watch great. it,
4: but it's there. You should watch it. Well, the reason I call this the post-hype breakout stars is because mm. it's usually what you get with, with making the leap candidates. It's also, at this time last year, the Colts, if you remember, Pep Hamilton was talking about this as the greatest shoe on earth, that they were going to be the best offense in the NFL. Ian Rappaport on this very podcast said in August that Philip, Dorse, Philip Dorset. Uh, they think they added a superstar. Mm. And when Rappaport asked the coaches, were they surprised they didn't go defense or offensive line, the response was, no, because this guy's that good. You the, famously had them number two in your preseason power
2: poll. I did. Hubba hubba. And
4: I think their defense has major issues, but people are sleeping on this offense. I think Dante Moncrief, Dante Moncrief and Philip Dorsett are both big breakout
3: candidates. Mm. I have been thinking about the Colts' offense more lately because you're right, I I don't think – People are expecting a lot out of the Colts, and yet they still have Andrew Luck. They're they're a team I'm just fascinated to watch, basically. Can they just run it back to 2014 when they're scoring 30, 40 points a game?
1: Last year did a lot to... I had them going to the Super Bowl last year, so you weren't alone, and... They, they, everything we thought about the Colts was kind of ruined by the end of the year because Andrew Luck did not have when he was playing his best games, obviously. And then the whole thing became a completely boring soup of football after that. I think I watched like s- five Colts games down the stretch on Sundays, and they were painful. And, and that's why Moncrief ended up with seven hundred and
3: seventy yards or something like that. He would have had a thousand if luck hadn't got injured. I don't think Doris had a bad, totally bad year when you saw when, when they could get him the ball and when they got him doing some things. He he won that, for, he won that Titans test. game for him earlier in the season yeah. too.
2: Here's um a best kept secret, guys. Former seventh round pick at a Saga Noah Valley College. Guy everybody forgot about, didn't even realize he was on the roster most people until the 2014 NFC Divisional Playoffs, what happened? Jeff Janis went off for 7-145-2 and, and proved that Mike McCarthy had overlooked a potential gem on his roster for months upon months. In fact, I will cite, guys, somebody that's respected, I know, uh, deeply within the Around the NFL podcast, uh, Bob McGinn, over at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, who had this to say, It has been, quote, 25 years or more since a coach in Green Bay made more errors in allocating playing time than Mike McCarthy did this year. It's time to get it right, Mike. And I know they drafted Trevor Davis in the fifth round. I know that because I looked it up before the show. (laughs) I know they got Jordy Nelson coming back from an ACL. You got Ty Montgomery, Devontae Adams, Randall Cop. A lot of guys on that roster. But Jeff Janis deserves a shot, and I think he showed enough in the playoffs that he'll get it,
4: damn it. Aaron Rodgers didn't trust him to be where he was supposed to be. I think that was a big issue. But I think it's fair for Bob McGinn and Dan Hansis to raise this
2: point. Like, where is, where is the Dean scream on that? Irishman? Come on, baby! Think-
4: Coaches, spe- think I mean, it's not unusual for an NFL coach to spend 18-hour days crafting these game mm-hmm. plans, and they want things to go according to script. So when a, a player like Jeff Janis, who can make plays, and if you just play him and make a few – let him make some mistakes and let him learn on the job, you're going to do better than playing James Jones. Hmm. And I think that's something McCarthy – NFL coaches need to kind of – it's natural when you're spending that much time and you're crafting these game plans to try to control everything. Sometimes you just have to let kids make
2: mistakes. And he's not going to have 1,000 yards. There's too much offense, and I think Jordy Nelson comes back healthy. We're going to see a totally different Packers offense this year than if if, uh, Eddie Lacy is fit and doing Eddie Lacy things. But I think he can have a big role on what I believe will be the best offense in football.
3: Well, it's crazy that he was so good in the playoffs, and he literally doesn't have 100 yards in his career as a receiver in the regular season. That's how little they played him. I put him number three as their number three receiver in the projected starter series, which I didn't think was overly bold. But I did get a lot of feedback from Packers fans that don't think he's gonna be the one that wins I don't either that job over Devontae Adams and Ty Montgomery. Montgomery looked pretty good a couple years they ago. They love Montgomery and they loved at
4: Adams last year until they he had one Adams the, got his chance. If you
2: have one of the worst seasons I've ever <laughs> seen by a wide receiver, we're going to give him another chance instead of giving this guy a shot after what he showed in the playoffs?
3: So if you don't agree that he's the third receiver, you don't think he's going to break out? Because if he's the fourth receiver, how many opportunities are going to as, as of May 31st, I, I would be skeptical that he's going to be the number three
4: receiver. A lot can happen still in training camp.
1: I mean, you're doing a I, – I hear you, but you're making the leap with someone that's probably the third wideout barring an injury and maybe the fourth and maybe fighting for a roster spot if he continues to show the inconsistencies he had through his career. He's been a Roto-World Wonderboy for a long time, but at some point, you know
2: – giving, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt.
3: I think he's going to step up big.
1: That should be a good fantasy football team. I like the it.
2: Roto-World
3: Wonderboys.
1: I just remember them. <laughs> they were all over him.
3: Wonderboy is another great movie.
1: Yeah, Michael Douglas. Early. No,
3: Kirk. Yeah. No, Michael Douglas. Katie Holmes, nineteen ninety nine. Toby Maguire. Tobes. B
2: minus. All right. Finally, Greg <laughs> Rosenthal.
3: A plus. Watch it again. A plus. Oh yeah. B one minus. My top twenty all time.
2: All right. Wow. Finally, Greg, you uh, you have to give us either an NFL uh, best kept secret or someone that's a sneak peek of making well, the leap. it
3: was a hard it was a hard thing to think of a best kept secret. It's this is not guys not a making the leap guy, but I think of him as a secret. KJ Wright. In one of the most integral parts of one of the best defenses of our lifetime, the oh, by the way, the leading tackler of the Seahawks the last two years when you got big names like Earl Thomas and Bobby Wagner, K.J. Wright's making a lot of plays, seven force fumbles over the last two years. And if you hear Pete Carroll and some of the Seahawks coaches talk about it, they all call Wright the glue that kind of holds that group together. He's good at covering tight ends he's not a guy that's going to rush the passer he's going to get to you know run stopping and he's going to stop guys and tight ends in the passing game but that's that's the kind of guys that get overlooked in the NFL guys that don't rush the passer so to me he is a best kept seeker only 26 years old somehow still KJ Wright did he make your
1: top 100 list he should have put I, your money where your mouth is. He's <laughs> the best kept secret, even from me. Well, he does fit as a secret because that team has played more national primetime and playoff games than anyone. He's probably still the player that half our newsrooms never heard of.
3: Right, and he's a guy that that position that he plays weak side linebacker, but he, he's a guy who ends up covering um, you know receivers and everything a lot. That they get they don't get a lot of attention because they're not going to get Gronk worked of him in the Super Bowl. True, but I can think of a game that at least comes to mind and I'll probably get it wrong. Jimmy Graham against them when they blasted the Seahawks on Monday night football a couple of years ago and they have KJ Wright covering Jimmy Graham and he had his worst game of the season essentially. That's the type of thing KJ Wright can do. And by the way, no single person on earth can cover Gronk.
2: That's true. Not at this stage
3: of his career. That was a great feeling being <laughs> at the game. That's where being at the game is nice. You get the the quote unquote all twenty two uh oh, the massive
1: he, humble brag.
3: What? You're
1: talking it's <laughs> well, an we're, experience we're, we're at work. that none
3: of our listeners will We're will at ever work. Have. I'm just saying, I think someone <laughs> even pointed out before the snap. They're like, Oh, there's Gronk and Cage all by themselves.
1: I pointed yeah, that, that out. That's nice.
3: If we ever
2: if <laughs> <laughs> if that's we fine. ever get um successful, I would like to have like a trivia show type thing like Francesca like where we can give away Super Bowl tickets to our listeners. Wouldn't that be fun?
1: You know, we work for an eleven billion dollar company, it seems feasible. They run that you event. Think. Well, we can give our, you know, we get a couple. We, we, we let's give, try to get to London first. <laughs> give up Greg's Super Bowl tickets. That's the contest. <laughs> I ain't giving mine up. What a t-
2: what a test! <laughs> yeah, that's true. What a test, by the way, uh, of the might and common sense of the shadowy league figures when it comes to sending the heroes to London. If they don't do it, they clearly don't know what they're doing.
1: That's a la reveal if they don't. Yeah,
2: a, a, a total la reveal. Magnifico. Magnifico. Alexandra. Alexandra Fragola downstairs with the vocal there. All right. Some people thought it was Colleen Wolf.
4: Some people did. They made that mistake on Reddit. We corrected it. Got to yeah. give Frags the credit.
2: Oh, I should. Speaking of Reddit, and everybody should go to that, because it has over 2,000 people on it now uh, chatting it up. I want to give credit because that idea that we just came up with, we didn't really come up with it. A listener or a Reddit user.
1: It was a Reddit sourced idea.
2: A Reddit sourced idea. Thank you, Mark. I'm trying to find because I want to give the proper credit. Well,
1: let's just
3: keep it a best kept secret. Whoever Here it you is,
2: are. <laughs> it is from Bruceen over on the Reddit page, a subreddit. Uh, can't, had the idea for best kept secret, so that was kind of uh, uh pilfered off off uh, Bruisen. Thank you, Bruceen.
1: One note on the Reddit board, which is fun to read. Every time I go up to Greg's desk or his workspace to ask him a question, always on the Reddit board.
2: Uh, well, that's Greg. That that's doesn't complete, check out. That's a complete and that's total lie. Greg.
4: Greg has probably been to that site twice. Oh, stop. You know, you don't have to.
2: Almost 2,100 people now on the Reddit board. Uh, so everybody go over there, again, around the NFL subreddit.
3: That's it. By the way, Making the Leap sponsored this year, coming in July. I know there's a lot of Making the Leap fans out there that have been asked, <laughs> where is it? It's usually mid-June. Are you guys getting ready? This time it's sponsored throughout the month of July. Oh, uh, Mark's dream of killing this uh, whole
4: segment
1: has been – Rendered well, we once did forty players. It went down to twenty. I'd say let's get it down to four or five, and we've done our job. <laughs> I
2: used to get excited. Used to get a little tingle when I found out something that either I've written or the group or the podcast was sponsored. And this is sponsored by no one, famously. But then I realized ultimately it doesn't. You don't get anything. Like McDonald's, the fast food giant, sponsors my written end around.
1: Uh, old Zeus are not getting any
2: pop. You couldn't on that. even
1: roll into a McDonald's and show them that and get even like a free the only, coffee.
2: The only thing that means is the old Zeuser now is under essentially under contract to write it every week, <laughs> no matter what during the summer. Uh, you with, are getting, without fail.
4: You're getting job security out of it. You are more indispensable to the company.
2: Uh, I hope so. All right, Wes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, giving me some calm.
4: Also there. for the pride of a good job well done.
1: You're an excellent wow. company man. Thank West you. Company, man. We'll be back on Thursday <laughs> with another think show.
2: <laughs> Maybe we'll get a guest in the studio. We'll see. Uh, but uh, you'll have to wait to find out. <laughs> Until then, this is Dan Hansis signing well, off for Quiet Storm. Welcome back, buddy. Glad you're alive. The mailman, the boss, and the Irishman behind the glass. Down Thursday! All right, I'm going to get my timer out. I must time the show to make sure it doesn't run too long.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want,